Hey, hey, friends. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a few questions for you. Question number one, are you in a season where you've been trying to Google your way to a six-figure coaching business? Like you've been trying to go to Google University. We have all been there, right? Like Google University, Dr. Google, like we go to Google for everything. Or maybe you haven't been going to Google. Maybe you've been listening to podcasts after podcasts trying to figure out how to get more coaching clients. Or, and this one I have definitely, definitely done, maybe you've been watching the Instagram stories of business coach after business coach trying to just somehow duct tape together some sort of strategy to increase your sales and make more money as an online coach. Yes to any of those three? All three? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if so, today's episode is for you. And we're going to be discussing how to grow your online coaching business by learning the art of delegation. How to delegate certain tasks so that you can stay in your zone of genius. And we're going to go through five quick principles that the Bible says in the book of Acts about how to wisely delegate so that you can grow in your mission that the Lord has you here on earth to do. So grab your Bible and let's learn how we can grow and multiply your business by learning how to delegate. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon to be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. All right, before we get into the episode, I want to 
share with you a win from one of my clients inside of High Ticket Powerhouse. This is a message that I got inside of our student Slack channel just yesterday, and I was so thrilled to read this win, and I cannot wait to share it with you. So this is, like I said, another win from one of my High Ticket Powerhouse clients, and she wrote, Secured, finally, a client that was part of my market research and my second sales call. I honored the $2,497 price total in the program sales, $10,651. So let me just break this down for you in case there's any part of this that you're like, huh? I'm confused here. So this client sold a package for $2,497 which brings her up to a grand total of having sold within the High Ticket Powerhouse program, $10,651. And we still have several, several weeks left of the program. Think she's gonna hit 15K? Yeah, she's gonna hit 15K. In fact, she also wrote in her message, uh, going forward, I will increase my package price to $2,997. And she talked about how she's going to start her wait list now for June through August. I am so lit up by this win. And she is not the only client within High Ticket Powerhouse who has crossed over that $10,000 closed point. There's another student in Powerhouse that has also closed close to that $11,000 price point. And as I said, this client, she's closed, I think it was 10.6 at this point. So, so many amazing wins coming from these ladies instead of high ticket powerhouse. I could not be more honored and thrilled and just full of gratitude to get to be their mentor over these last several months. And like I said, we still have several more weeks left of the program. So, As many of you know, maybe you've been here listening to the podcast since the beginning of the year, the doors to High Ticket Powerhouse, which is my signature program, they've been closed for months as I have been focusing on and working with the students that are currently inside the program. But just on Monday, yes, four days ago, I officially reopened the doors to High Ticket Powerhouse for our second enrollment. So if you have not yet heard about High Ticket Powerhouse and you want to know what it is, this is what High Ticket Powerhouse is. A six-month group coaching program teaching you how to make steady 5k to 10k months in your business by getting consistent high ticket one-on-one coaching clients. And you do not have to run ads and you do not have to have a large social media audience in order for these strategies to work. And our next start date for round two of Powerhouse is June 5th. And like I said, I opened up enrollment on Monday and already on day one of the applications being open, a rock star coach submitted her request to join, which is so exciting. I read her application. I'm so excited to chat with her. So here's how you can find out more information about Powerhouse and also submit your own application. So step number one, you're going to go down into the show notes of this podcast episode and you're going to click the link to watch my free training, the Get More Clients Code. Okay, you're going to watch that training. It's completely free. You're going to get instant access when you go down in the show notes and you click the link. That's step number one. Step number two, you're going to fill out the application. And if you're like, well, Kimmy, where is the application? Just go watch the video and you'll know exactly where the application is. I promise. It is a very, very clear step-by-step process. Step number two, fill out the application. And then step number three, book your interview call with me, which all of the steps to do that are linked down below. So click that link, watch the Get More Clients code and follow the steps from there. 
We are starting June 5th and I had better see your application sitting in my box. All right, friends, let's dive into today's episode. This is a Bible study breakdown episode as it is every single Thursday as we move through the Bible in chronological order and we take one passage from that particular book and we really glean the wisdom and the biblical principles from that book so that we can apply it to our business. And this week we are inside of the book of Acts. So our anchor scripture for today is in Acts chapter six. And I just lost my page. Hang on, let's get it back here. Okay. So Acts chapter six, and I just love how practical the Bible is for all walks of life, yes, for faith, for family, for marriage, and for business. And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about after we read this passage. So I'm going to read for you um, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. It says, But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve, meaning the twelve disciples, called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then the apostles can spend their time, little about words. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus. Nicanor, Timon, Perineus, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert uh, convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. So let's chit-chat about growing your online coaching business by learning and applying the principles that we just read through, which is learning how to delegate. So the apostles, their ministry was growing. Like chapter six starts off by saying um, the believers rapidly multiplied. And in the midst of that, they ran into a new problem. I just want to first off and say, this isn't even in my notes, but if you are hitting new problems in your business, even though that may feel discouraging or frustrating, I want you to be actually encouraged by that because if you're hitting new problems in your business, that means you're progressing. If you're hitting the same problem after the same problem after the same problem in your business, and it's like the same thing day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, that's actually red flags. That, like that's a huge red flag sign that you're not progressing. So it's actually something that we should be encouraged by if we're experiencing new problems. And so that's what the apostles were experiencing. Their ministry was growing and they had this conflict and the ministry needed to continue to grow. But in order to do that, they needed to delegate tasks so that the apostles could stay within their zone of genius of teaching the word of God instead of worrying about and trying to handle the the daily tasks of running the food program. In other words, they were stunting the growth of other people getting saved and transformed and coming to know the Lord because they were trying to do all the things and wear all the hats and do everything themselves with very little help. And as their ministry grew, like their need for help grew. 
And the Lord in all his wisdom was like in this passage, like, nope, you guys are stunting your own growth. My ministry is too important for it to stop here and just stay stunted here because you guys won't delegate. So I want you to focus on the tasks and gifts that I've given you being the teaching of the word of God and then leave the other tasks to other people to focus on. So how does this apply to you in your business? Well, yes, this this can apply to scaling your business. And when I say scaling your business, I first thought, let's just chit chat a little real quick about scaling. Scaling your business is when you are ready for the season of multiplying in huge quantities where you can serve more people at once without having to spend more time in your business. That's really, in a nutshell, what scaling is and going from, you know, everybody can have their own numbers of what it means to them to scale. But um, really, if you are somebody who is in your first two years of business or you're working towards your first $100,000 or you're not at least consistently hitting 5K to 10K months in your business, you do not need to be thinking about scaling. So many people I think start off, you know, thinking, oh, like I need to start scaling immediately. Like, no, 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 no. I was reading a, uh, a business book or listening to a business book and there was a business mentor named Alex Hermosi and he's, he said, you know, if, if you don't even know how to get clients, if you don't even have clients, there's nothing to scale. So scaling is not even on our radar right now. If you are, like I said, if you don't have clients, if you're not booked out, if you are have not yet closed $100,000 in your business, if you're not making consistent 5K to 10K months in your business, then I do not want the word scaling to even be on your radar, okay? We are working on building the foundations of your business. So with that being said, bringing it back into today's episode, yes, delegating can be discussed in the context of scaling when you're ready for that and hiring a team. But like I said, that's not where many of you are at right now. In fact, most of you are within those first two years of your business and you're working towards, you know, you're signing your first one-on-one clients and making your first $100,000. So because scaling isn't on the radar right now, how does this apply, This the, the, the art and biblical principle of delegation, how does that apply to where you're at in your business now? Well, I want to tell you this quick little story about when I started my business and I was in the very, very beginning of my business. I, I was hardly making any money yet. And I was trying to wear all the hats and be the expert of everything. I was a fitness coach at the time and I knew a lot about nutrition. I had a bachelor's degree in nutrition and I knew about exercise. I was a personal trainer, certified personal trainer, and I was I, I knew how to help people tone up and lose weight. What I didn't know is how to actually run a business, which led me down a lot of mistakes, um, the most famous of which I've mentioned on the podcast multiple times and the irony now that I am a high ticket sales coach. But one of the mistakes I made was wildly undercharging. Like I have never met another coach that undercharged worse than I did. I once charged $24 for a six week group coaching program. I'll allow a moment for you to just laugh out loud at me. It's okay. I'm fine with it. I'm complete. I, I'm, I'm at complete peace with it. Um, <laughs> the Lord has allowed that that hilarious story to actually work in my favor to be something that I get to share with you now. And like I said, the irony that I actually now teach high ticket sales. So 
in the beginning of my business, um, I was, you know, undercharging. I was trying to do all the things. I didn't have any mentorship. I would, I, I knew a lot about fitness. I knew a lot about nutrition. I, I didn't need necessarily guidance or mentorship there. I'd spent a lot of time investing time and money <laughs> going to college um, for, you know, to learn that skill. What I needed to learn and what I didn't know how to do was to actually run a business. And because I didn't hire a mentor for several, several months, I, first of all, I didn't even know that there were things out there called business coaches that that was completely, I didn't, had no idea about that. Um, I made all the mistakes and I, I made, you know, 20 charge wildly undercharged. Like I went all down all the rabbit holes that I tell my clients not to, which stunted my growth. Now, thankfully, thanks be to the Lord about six to seven months into my business, uh, the Lord put in front of me an opportunity to hire a business mentor, which at the time, if you've spent any amount of time listening to the podcast, you know, that Lucas and I were hashtag broke B R O K E like so broke, not even just like a little bit like, you know, money's a little tight. No, we were like broke to the level of being stressed out to go to the grocery store and spend money on food. Like that is the level of which Lucas and I were in financial trouble. And so when I was presented with this opportunity to join this business mentorship, my, my, my immediate thoughts were, how can this even be possible? Like, I don't have money. <laughs> I don't even think that we probably have maybe like even over a thousand dollars in a bank account. And if we do, it's delegated to some other bills that we have to pay. Like I don't have dollars to actually invest in anything. And again, because of the Lord's grace and mercy, he provided a way for us to invest in that business mentor. And that way, um, think what you want, but we maxed out three credit cards. I think that they were all three high interest credit cards too. We maxed out all three high interest credit cards to invest in this business mentor. Um, in, or, in other words, delegate the expertise of business and selling to this mentor so that I could stay in my zone of genius of nutrition and exercise. And I didn't have to figure out this, the sales. I didn't have to figure out the business. They knew the business part. All I had to do is whatever they told me to do and implement it and my business was going to grow. And that's exactly what happened. The second that I stopped trying to do everything by myself, duct tape together my business, and I humbled myself enough to, and put myself in an uncomfortable situation of maxing out three high interest credit cards to invest in this coach, I put myself in a position where I could grow. I essentially delegated the the need for this business expertise to my mentor who taught me what I needed to know so that I could then go implement it. And my business just grew and grew and grew and grew so much so that about a month after I invested in that mentor, I was actually able to quit the job that I was working at that at that point and go full time in my business. And by the end of the program, which was 12 weeks, I had made enough money to pay off all three of those high interest credit cards and still have four figures left over. The question I have for you friend today is, are you limiting your business's growth? Are you limiting yourself? Are you preventing other people from getting your help so that they can transform? Because, because just know that if the Lord has called you to a coaching business, he already has your clients figured out. Like he already knows who their names are. He already has the people lined up who need your help in order to transform. Very similar to what the apostles were doing here, where 
people needed to hear the word of the Lord. They needed to convert. They needed to be transformed. Similarly, the same principle applies. Like, like there are people out there that are waiting for you to be obedient to the Lord. And are you preventing them from getting the transformation that they need in their life because you will not delegate or hire somebody to help you so that you can go out and meet those people and help them transform their lives? Are you stunting your own growth? If so, that's okay. Welcome. Welcome. I did that too. I did it for about six to seven months, okay? Um, But sooner or later... We have to stop, you know, trying to do everything and and humble ourselves and realize that, okay, I'm going to have to get uncomfortable. I'm going to have to realize I don't know everything. And and sure, you can Google university your way to six figures. It's going to take you a while. It's going to take you a long time. And you're probably going to get frustrated and maybe even burnt out before you get to the level that you're wanting to get at. There's a better way, okay? So let's talk about this. Let's talk about five quick biblical principles about delegation. And specifically, because um, I, I honestly think that the, I fully believe that the principles of delegation apply when you're in the very beginning of your business, and maybe you're not delegating tasks to a team yet. Um, that's something that I've actually been doing this week. It's so interesting. Like I am in the midst of doing this right now as we speak. So I uh, am about ready to start running ads for my business. I'm I'm Thank you, Jesus, in the place where my business is ready to start scaling. And and I realized pretty darn quickly on uh, Monday of this week that I had no idea, not not a sliver of an understanding about how to run ads. And so I started my research. I talked with my mindset coach because, of course, the enemy was trying to attack me with limiting beliefs and like, do you really need to do this? And like, is this the right time to invest? And the Lord made it clear that like, this is the time. Like I need to hire somebody to help me run these ads so that my business can grow. I cannot try and do this myself. I need to stay in my zone of genius of teaching, of coaching and connecting people to help them grow their businesses. And so it's just so interesting how this is the topic of this week. I didn't plan for that to be the topic this week, but just know that I am right there with you. And this is something that you're going to come up against um, in the beginning of your business and later in your business when you're ready to scale. And like I said, the, the the concept of delegation, even if it's not you hiring a team, the same principles apply when you are essentially delegating the business and sales knowledge to a business mentor who's going to teach you how to actually grow your business and how to run a business and how to get clients so that you can stay in your zone of genius of whatever it is that your coaching niche is. Like imagine how challenging it would be, and it is for the people out there that are like, yeah, I'm a fitness coach and I'm trying to figure out how to run this coaching business and like grow both at the same time. Like it's too many things for you to focus on. So five quick biblical principles when seeking to hire a mentor um, or delegate either information, like having another person teach you information or delegating a task within your business. Just had to adjust my chair real quick. Okay, so number one, do not turn a blind eye when there is a need for help in your business. Now that comes from Acts chapter six, verses one. It says, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, okay, that's a good thing. There was growth. There were rumblings of discontent. Okay, so there's a problem. And when the problem arose, notice, and this is point number two, the apostles did not turn a blind eye. 
they did not say, oh, just figure it out amongst yourselves. They did not say, oh, well, you know, it's not really the right time to delegate. It's not really the right time to hire somebody to help us with this. It's not really like a good season for this. So just like, you know, put that on the roster, put that on the back burner for next quarter. They didn't say that. They acted swiftly, which is point number two, act swiftly when there's a problem. And they interjected, like they did not let it go on and on and on. And the apostles, they called a meeting and discussed the action steps. Remember in verse two, it says, so the 12 called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. Okay. They called a meeting. And it's so interesting, you know, like point one and point number two, don't turn a blind eye when there's a need for help in your business. And when you recognize that there's a need, number two is to act swiftly on it. Like do not let it go on and on and on. And this is a common phenomenon that I see in the coaching space. When coaches refuse help because it's just not a quote unquote good time or, you know, finances aren't right, or it's just a busy season of life, or they don't have peace about it. Like I hear you and I do like, like God's timing is perfect and realize that perfect timing doesn't mean convenient timing. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. God's perfect timing doesn't mean it's going to be convenient for you. Do you know how inconvenient it was for Lucas and I to max out three high interest credit cards when we already had no money to invest in a business mentor that hopefully was going to help me grow my business? Like that was the most inconvenient thing on the planet. Like it was so inconvenient. We wanted to pay off debt, not add debt to our, to our name, but God's timing doesn't mean convenient timing. It was so perfect timing, even though the rest of the world would have probably thought we were crazy, probably would have thought that we were reckless or being irresponsible. I had this deep knowing that we needed to do this. And then like, so I just see that oftentimes in coaches, like they'll, 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 they'll recognize like, yeah, I need to grow my business. I need to, I need to get more clients. Like, I don't really know how to do that, but like, you know, finances aren't really right right now. And so I, you know, I just need to kind of just keep trying on my own. And then like when I, when my business is making more money, then I'll hire a coach, which first off, like, can we just acknowledge also how much of like a merry-go-round that is? You need to hire a mentor to help you get clients, but you don't have the money. So you're going to go ahead and try and get clients on your own. And then once you get clients on your own, then hire a mentor. Like, do you see how like much of a cycle that is? And then when people are like, no, you know, it's just not a good time. Like, you know, finances are really tight right now. Six months later, they're still in the exact same space that they were before, except now they've wasted time that they're not going to get back. Friends, do not let that be you. That is happening in the coaching space all the time, all the time. Like I talk to people about that constantly. It feels like, like every, I feel like I talk to, talk to coaches about that. And I see coaches doing that so often. And it, it's so frustrating for me as a coach because I know that I can help you. Like, just let me help you. I know that it may be scary. I know that maybe your finances don't look just right right now, but like, do you really want to be in the same spot six months from now? Like, don't fall into that trap. Okay. So number one, don't turn a blind eye when there's a clear need for help in your business. And number two, act swiftly. Okay. Don't let this problem go on and on. Don't say, don't be one of the common like thing. Don't, don't allow the common issue of, you know, it's just not a good time right now. It's not a good season. You know, we really have other financial goals right now. Like, don't let that be you. 
if you're called to this business, then like let that be a priority. Number three, when you go to hire a mentor or when you go to grow your team or in some way delegate something to someone in your business, choose somebody that is well-respected, that is full of the spirit and wisdom. And that comes from Acts chapter six, verses three. It says, and so brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the words. That was point number three. When you hire somebody, when you grow your team, when you go into partnership with somebody, please, please, please use discernment and wisdom. Like pray about this. Ask the Lord, like, who should I hire? Which leads me to number four, pray over them, okay? Um, Pray that God would make it clear who you were supposed to hire, who you're supposed to work with or delegate a task to and make an actual decision. You know, it's so interesting. I've been learning in my mindset mentorship um, about, I'll just be vulnerable with you. Um, Something that has come up for me that the Lord has brought to my attention during some of my mindset sessions with my mindset mentor, Betsy Crony. She's amazing. Go follow her. We have a couple podcast episodes together is that I have a fear of making the wrong decision. That's something that actually came up in our session this week. I have a fear of making the wrong decision. And so what I will often do, and this happens in multiple areas of my life, it's not just my business, um, is I will try to offload a decision to somebody else so that I don't have to be the one to make the decision. And it's not necessarily that I don't know what I want. It's that I have a fear of making the wrong decision or a fear of failure. And so when you pray, friends, Pray for wisdom that God will make it clear who you're supposed to hire, okay? And I think it's in James 1, 5. It says, pray for wisdom and God will give it to you. There's a caveat to that. You have to actually believe that God's going to give you the wisdom. Read that whole that whole passage. We, we won't go into it right now. Um, but then follow that up with a decision, okay? Don't ping pong back and forth. That's what my mentor <laughs> says that my brain does. Like I'll ping pong back and forth. Don't ping pong back and forth. Ask God for wisdom. Give yourself a, an appropriate amount of time to make a wise decision. Consult the counsel that you need to consult and then make a decision. That comes from Acts 6, 6, where it says, these seven men were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. It's interesting how, okay, I'm going to make this point here. It, it's just so interesting to me. The Lord showed me this, that the men were chosen, okay, in the passage, and then the apostles prayed over them. Now, th- I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray before. In fact, you absolutely should. Like, like you should pray before you make the decision. But it's just so interesting to me also how God gives us authority and we are, we are given like this authority that we can operate in. And when I was reading that passage, that's something that the Lord highlighted to me that the apostles were operating in the authority that Jesus gave them. And yes, they were praying. So it's just something that like, don't use, sometimes I think that believers can say, well, I need to pray more about it. I need to pray more. Yes, absolutely. Pray about it. But don't use like prayer as a procrastination tool to just like delay making a decision. Okay. There's a very fine line there. And then number five, the result that you get from delegating or hiring a mentor, it should be multiplication. That comes from Acts 6, chapter 7. So God's message continued to spread. Okay. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. When you hire 
when you delegate, when you choose a mentor, your business should multiply. It should. It it should not divide. Okay, it should grow. That is a biblical principle in the Bible. Growth, multiplication. That's God's favorite math is multiplication. Okay, so let's go through those five quick biblical principles real quick and then we'll wrap up today. Number one, don't turn a blind eye when there's a need for help in your business. Number two, act swiftly when you realize there's a need for help and don't let it drag on and on. Number three, when you go to hire that mentor, when you go to grow your team or in some way delegate something, choose somebody that is well-respected, that is full of the spirit and wisdom. Number four, pray over them. Pray over your decision. Pray over the person that you're hiring, that God would make it clear who to hire who to work with, and that God would also guide their hand and guide them as well as they're working with you and actually make a decision. Like don't, don't stay in this state of procrastination. And then number five, recognize and be in, observe that the result that you should be getting from delegating is multiplication. You should not go backwards. Now, is there a learning curve? Absolutely. But If you're like a year into this thing and and your business hasn't grown, I would maybe go back to the drawing board, go back to your prayer session and say, Lord, did I hire the right person? Did I make a wise decision? Because I'm not seeing like that biblical principle of multiplication here. (laughs) Okay. Um, And that comes from Acts chapter six, verses seven. So friends, like I said, if you're in a season where you know deep down that your business is not growing, that you haven't been getting the clients, you haven't been making the money, and you've been trying to do it all on your own, and you've been saying for months after months after months, like, it's not a right, it's not a good time to invest, it's not a good time, I'm not making enough money to invest, and on and on and on and on. And you've been relying on Google University to try and Google your way to growing your coaching business. I want to challenge you for a moment. First of all, I've been there, okay? I'm, I'm not here trying to, to preach at you anything that I haven't also been convicted of. I want to challenge you to delegate, Hire a mentor that can take the business and sales navigation off your plate so they can so they can actually teach like imagine the how valuable it is to have somebody teach you something that they know already works instead of you having to try and Google your way through and sift through all this information to try and duct tape together some sort of strategy, how much time is saved by you hiring somebody that already has a strategy that's proven to work? Please recognize that time is the one thing you don't get back. You can always make more money, but you cannot get time back. Okay. So I want to, like I said, I'm going to challenge you to delegate and hire a mentor that can take that business and sales navigation off your plate so that you can stay in your zone of genius. And I have a free training for you called the get more clients code. I know that so many of you are trying to get more clients, make more money in your business, grow your business. It's like the number one thing that I hear you all telling me when I do market research is, Kimmy, I need to get more clients. So that's why I created my free training, the get more clients code. Go down in the show notes, click the link, and you're going to get instant access to my free training, the get more clients code, where you're going to learn the four secrets to getting more high paying clients and locking in 5k to 10k months in your business. You're also going to learn how to pick a coaching niche that is positioned to sell, how to create an offer that is so good, people would feel silly saying no to it. You're also going to learn my marketing blueprint to attracting your ideal clients on Instagram and Lastly, you're going to learn the five strategies to get calls booked with your ideal client this week. And of course, there is information in there about how to join High Ticket Powerhouse as well, which is starting on June 5th. Go down the show notes, watch that free training, 
and let me help you grow your coaching business into the money-making machine that we both know it can be. I love you, friend, and I'll see you on Monday. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.